What's going on, everybody? This is Sean of Ross Like Music. And this is the Super Sunny Show. I'm La Molly. This is Blue and Green Radio. Party people, this is Mr. V of Confessions of a Curly Mind, broadcasting through Blue and Green Radio. You're listening to Steve Williams at UK5.org. Welcome to the Blue and Green Sessions. Right, the vibe with DJ Ronnie Ron. Cosmic, Cosmic Radio. Twisted Soul. Futuristica Radio. You're listening to the Blue and Green podcast, and I hope you enjoy what we are going to say. Blueandgreenradio.com. Welcome, friends. You're tuned in to another episode of the Blue and Green podcast. How are you? I hope you're well. Uh, my name's Imran. Uh, we have a wonderful show lined up for you today. Before we jump in, however, a uh, quick mention that the Blue and Green podcast runs in conjunction with Blue and Green Radio, the online internet radio station that broadcasts from London and is uh, incredibly fortunate uh, to host shows from across the whole wide world. Uh, so we'd love for you to check us out at blueingreenradio.com where you can find our never-ending stream uh, Broadcasting 24 hours a day. Uh, let me just check. Yep, seven days a week as well. Uh, and uh, you can also find the full backlist catalogue of our podcast episodes as well. Uh, today's episode is incredibly, uh, it's a real special one for me. We are catching up with... Um, our tremendous friend uh, Rico Garofalo from La Speranza and I'm just sort of looking at now. We spoke to Rico back it was a couple of years ago now, so it was episode 28 of uh, the Blue and Green podcast. This is episode 87. Shame on me. Uh, we, we really should be featuring Rico uh, considerably more frequently. He is incredible company. He's uh, so knowledgeable. So so uber passionate about music and his own music and it's just always a real joy uh, to kind of spend this time with him and I'm really I'm already looking forward to the next time which will be a lot sooner than the 60 odd episodes that we've kind of we should have been featuring him on fairly regularly uh, so um, Rico um, had uh, the distinction of a, his Dome Records debut in 2019 with uh, his album Seeds um, we discussed it on our episode uh, what did I say episode 28 and uh, we kind of revisit it now two years later um, it's had some wonderful news uh, this year with the release of um, some live footage from an accompanying uh, hideaway gig uh, in 2019 as well so that footage has now made its way onto the YouTube and uh, the album has also received another sort of significant push um, from uh, a remix that he has just put out due to due to the excuse me uh, success of it should have been you uh, there is now the sunrise mix which uh, Rico's just put together as well uh, featuring a wonderful vocal from Izzy Chase and uh, it's just it was a real joy to kind of spend this time with him again uh, sort of look at the album looking back at the album now two years uh, now that two years have passed uh, and also more excitingly uh, kind of looking forward and seeing where his mind is for kind of for future projects so uh, I, I you know I've I've, I've uh, uh, praised the album uh, significantly it's uh, it's an album I am very very passionate about and we're head over heels for, for La Speranza as well and uh, as I say a real pleasure to kind of have this time with Rico and to uh, to hear about things coming up as well uh, he's a tremendous friend tremendous friend of the station as well and we uh, we love him dearly so um, we'll jump into that conversation right now regular listeners will know we feature two songs per podcast episode Rico will have 
have the distinction of picking our closing number. It is not anything you will expect it to be. That's the only clue I'll give. Uh, but I have the distinction of picking the opening number, uh, which um, it would be ridiculous for me not to pick the, the aforementioned uh, brand new mix of uh, It Should Have Been You. So that will be my... Uh, track right now so um, a great introduction I think to uh, to the project as well and uh, to everything going forward so this is uh, it should have been you the sunrise mix brand new for 2021 and then we'll go straight from there to our chat with Rico thank you very much my friends I hope you enjoy the episode when we first got together we thought our love could stand the test On second place, no one else can make me feel the way you do. And then you broke my heart too when you said our love was through. Even though you broke my heart 
Are you, buddy? <laughs> I'm very well, and it's always lovely to hear your voice. That's very. I have to genuinely say, I'm not just saying that; it genuinely is. <laughs> you know, when I switch on, because the majority of the ninety percent of the time, ninety percent of the time, I will listen to to your voice in the kitchen. That's where I do a lot of my radio listening. Yeah. So when I'm in the kitchen, if I don't hear your voice every so often between music, it's a bit. It's a bit like something's missing it's like a certain lights every night before i go to bed i put on the outside light at the front door you see that's one of the things i do and if it's not there if it's not on before i go to bed or if i haven't switched off in the morning like something isn't right and it's the same with being in the kitchen every so often there's certain things you do and not hearing your voice every so often you know is um it's it's a bit strange so so it's nice actually to be able to converse with it rather than just listen to it that's ridiculously kind and i'm going to bounce it all the way back to you by saying i've been rocking out to my la speranza seeds album all day i'm sat here now with a lovely cup of coffee in my la speranza seeds mug and uh (laughs) (laughs) oh yes i forgot the mug yes yeah and uh so yes you you, you're as much a part of my routine uh as as i may appear to be as well so it's it's i've been super excited to kind of um, to kind of catch up, we it's, it's been what two years, if you can believe it, since we it had... has literally the two. It's just over three years, uh, two years and three days since the um the launch of the album, May the tenth. Amazing, yeah, amazing. Which, well, um... I guess how how's your year been? Uh, your like say fourteen, fifteen months, uh, you know, of obviously the last the last year. I don't know if you heard, but there was a pandemic which uh, struck the world and made everyone have to stay indoors and cancel anything that resembled plans. <laughs> How was your so year? The, yeah, it's, oh, well, I would, you know, in hindsight, I'd love to have hibernated, turned into a bear and just disappeared <laughs> for this. But then again, I'm sure 99.9% of the world would have done the same. But uh, yeah. it's, uh, it's, had, it's had its challenges, but the same as everyone else. So... Hmm. You know, we've um, we're lucky. Uh, my myself and my family we're very lucky. We've had our health, um, and yeah, we had a few tough. You know, we've had a few losses in family and oh, what have I'm you so here sorry. and there. But it's it's you know who hasn't? Uh, it's it's just it is what it is. So um, yeah, I, I won't I won't go I won't delve into that side of the conversation mm. too much. Only to say that um, it's been an eventful. Mind trip, should we say? I, I found it really interesting from a musician's point of view, seeing how 
my colleagues and my friends, my musical colleagues and friends have um, how they've adapted and how what they've done. Uh, and it's really shown some, some differences. There's really been to me two different sides from, um, but then again, there's, there's music, musical performers, there's musical writers, uh, there's the producer, you know, the, you know, when you term as a musician, there's so many different, you know, branches of that. Mm. Uh, but I found it really interesting. And I, I've fallen into the one that I've, um, I'd, I'd say for the first 12 months. So probably, what was it? It started really February, March time, didn't it, last yeah. year, uh, the pandemic. And I would say right up until December, January, um, I found it really hard to to get any enthusiasm. Um for music in the in a writing and an arranging and a producing uh, capacity, whereas I know other people just took the opportunity and just thought, "Wow, well we're we're forced to be at home, we're forced to be wherever. Let's use that time." Um, whereas I'm, you know, I'm not the only one. I know many others that haven't been able to, um, and I found that really interesting. <laughs> What is Sorry, I've, di- I've dived off already on a tangent. No, no, it's it's all it's, it's funny because I there's several things that I I was actually planning to ask you about. Um, oh, where do we start? I suppose what where what um what did you feel sort of stifled you then? What what is it that is it just sort of the you know the lack of freedom to go out and experience life in the way that you normally would and get inspiration from family, friends, holidays, trips, you know, and things like that. Is that sort of what stifled you, or was it you know fear of what, um, where the world was headed or anything like that? I think um, it's a very good question, and it's one I anticipated you asking. I didn't anticipate. <laughs> I didn't prepare an answer though, so I'm just going to. <laughs> I'm just going to go with the flow here. I th- I think, but I I do a lot of self analysis, and I think what's happened with me, at least, put it this way: from a, many musicians, not all, but many musicians work really well at night. Yeah, but one from a performing point of view, because most of their work is is done from performing at night. Yeah. But what I mean is actually from, um, say if I'm writing or if I'm arranging or doing whatever, I work either really well in early, very early in the morning, uh, five or six or late at night. And that's probably most musicians. And I think subconsciously I have this thing where the rest, I, I put in my mind, the rest of the world is more or less where I am sleeping and it's quiet. It's subdued. It's, and it's it's really weird and hard to describe this, but I actually feel more energetic at that point, knowing that I'm actually awake uh, and feeling creative, I suppose mm. is the word, whilst, whilst the humdrum is very subdued. And I don't actually mean that from a physical point. I don't mean from a literal point of view. I mean just knowing that people are generally asleep or that the world's just a bit, you know, Husher, mm. uh, if there's such a word, um, then I just work better that way. Now, in answer to, you know, linking that to the pandemic, knowing that the whole world pretty much has been disrupted, disrupted me. I couldn't, it, I couldn't look for, what's, again, what's the word? Um, oh, what's the word? For, yeah, I suppose, again, creativity. I couldn't find something that would influence me or that would make me think positive because I kept thinking about everyone's situation and the world's situation. And I found it hard to concentrate on music knowing there was a lot of suffering going on. Mm. And I don't mean this in a kind of um, false way. What, how, do, how do I term this one? 
I mean it from not just, I don't just mean people literally um, having to suffer uh, from the pandemic illness from COVID, but I mean also the effects on everyone else Mm. and their life, lifestyles and people not having work, people losing work, people losing jobs. Um, The, my wife's a a primary school head teacher and some of the story, I obviously won't go into details, but some of the stories that she was sharing with me, the difficulty, because she works in inner London and the being forced to stay at home in a small flat where you're not allowed to leave over that initial period was really difficult for a lot of families and a lot of children. And it was really, I, I took these, these things on board and I found it really hard. This is in a selfish way to actually then if I was to step into my studio and normally at night I'd start doing something. I couldn't, I just didn't feel right. It's like, you know, I've got this, I'm doing it now. I'm looking at a map of the world on my wall. Yeah. Whilst I'm talking to you and um, knowing that there's so much disruption just disrupted me. So ultimately, someone could say, yeah, Rico, you sound very quite selfish. And I can see their point of view. Because all that's not right, you can't do what you do. Yes, that is kind of selfish. I'll admit that. No, I don't think that's selfish at all. It's compassionate, isn't it? Um. How I don't know what I, I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't oh, define it as we will, or as <laughs> as one would. It's it's still it's still the end result is I couldn't, mm. and only now in the last month or two, really, where we're, we're starting to see some light at the end of the tunnel, at least in the UK, that I'm you know that um, my fingers have gone back to the keyboard or picked up the saxophone properly and etc. And mm. and it's nice and that side of it you know, has been nice. But the, the good thing is that um, throughout that period, there's been people like yourself that have been able to sustain um, fans of music. And, and I am that primarily before I'm anything else. So having people like yourself and just being able to present what's new uh, and what's been coming out over the last, because there has been some wonderful music, you know, yeah. coming out. Um and uh, I'm I'm still I know I say this quite often to you privately, but I'm still always taken aback by your wealth of knowledge about everything. It's just amazing, and it's it's also quite awkward because the amount of times I have to tell from my family in the kitchen and my boys, shush, hush, yeah, because um because I can't often get them to the other to the study where I try and record the shows in case I miss things and what have you to, and so, and often I do, but sometimes I don't get to it in time or Sam, my youngest, he's pressed stop on something cause he's gone onto <laughs> Minecraft or, and I'm like, Oh, I have to find, I have to contact him right now to find out what he was saying about. Um, but it, it's, you know, it's, it's great. And, and my love of music fortunately has, has definitely, you know, regenerated. Um, and and I really respect people that have been able to take this time, especially last year. A lot of people were take were able to take time and um, do something creative and positive with it. So, um, but that's that's good in another way because it's you know everything happens for a reason. I'm a firm believer in that. And I'm you know I remember I think when we did last speak, you asked me you know what what will there be another album coming? And yeah. um, I think from memory I probably was a you know question mark above my head. I wasn't yeah. sure. Whereas now I know there will be. Oh my gosh, so, that's very exciting. So, so that is, yeah, that is kind of thing. Um, and I'm glad I didn't rush that. Mm. I know it sounds silly, but I'm, I'm glad I'd rather have given my, myself, my head, some space to to um, to get ready for number two. Yeah. And uh, hopefully that will get started in the next month or two. And this one won't take five years. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely I, I, not. That, I, I mulled over whether that was going to be one of my closing. Uh, questions to you about 
you know a follow-up record but that's the most probably i I envisaged it being a very annoying question of like oh people keep asking and it will happen when it will happen you know it's like being that one single guy in your family and everyone says when are you gonna get a girlfriend you're like oh leave me alone (laughs) it's the most annoying thing you can ask so i i I debated whether or not no it's no 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 it's perfectly understandable and in another way if people ask it then it's kind of nice because they'd hopefully they're asking it because they'd want they'd want it Mm. in this case you know yeah um so in that case yes you know uh, a few people have asked and uh, i remember at the time um kind of did an interview for echoes magazine with chris wells and um you know chris chris had uh finished when he when he wrote up the interview for the uh for the magazine so it was a phone interview and um, when he wrote up the article at the end he finished his article with that you know, I th- I th- I'm paraphrasing. So, so Rico, you know, you've, uh, Las Esperanza has proved he can do this with some some wonderful music from yesteryear. Um, but can he do it with original material? Um, and it was it was a half a challenge, half not, because you know I, I had nothing to prove, as it were. Uh, and I remember thinking, um, yeah, when the time comes, we'll see if I can. You know, mm. uh, it's a fair question. You know, especially with the fact that for a first album to do what I did was quite odd should we say, you know, and that was just circumstance. That was just the the luck of everything falling with Dome Records and Peter. Um, normally, I would I would imagine most people who've done that have done that as a second or a third or as another album. But having released their own material first, I've decided to do things backwards, but that's me probably all over. <laughs> but it was a, it was a mm. poignant way of doing things. I, I, I kind of found the approach, um, having spoken to you about it and having understood why that, that was... Uh, sort of the route you were taking you know I thought it was quite a sincere way of of introducing yourself in a in a weird way because you had um uh you know you had made it very you've been very open about the fact I always come back to that Facebook post that you you made uh, around about the time of the album's release where you talked about being just a fan of you said just now a few minutes ago you're a fan first you know and I, yes, I think this yeah. project is is absolutely that it is it is proof of that it is indicative of that unwavering passion for music that you had from a really young age this is your love letter to 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 that part of your life and kind of the music and the times that you know have made you want to persevere and carve out your own name and that's what makes this album so incredibly personal you know it's you know it's not you're not chasing any trend you're not jumping on you know you haven't done Khalees's milkshake or anything <laughs> anything like that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. You know, it's, no, that's a good point yeah this it's in a weird way there's no other album even if you had written it all yourself and you know etc it couldn't in a weird way it couldn't have been a more personal introduction than than what seeds was that's a very good point actually you know i'd never i'd never considered that until you just said it because that that's the the, the weird thing about it you know i again if i'm repeating myself from two years back when um when peter came up to listen to the um to everything uh this is peter from dome records Mm -hmm. and when he was listening to things you know it was and eventually when he said look you know i'd like to i'd like to make you an offer for 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 the release and things to go via dome records and you know i did raise an eyebrow because i just you know i it was it was weird because it wasn't and it isn't per se and it what well, it isn't is not per se it just isn't a modern per se sounding album um it was and i hadn't thought that and you've just actually even 2 years later you've managed to nail it on the head it's a very personal thing the the, the styles of the songs whilst i've changed them from their originals mm. 
the styles are reminiscent of that or prior eras. So, you know, um, and that, yeah, I suppose I never really considered that um, because I wasn't trying, you know, to, to fit in with a modern sound and mm. modern production. Uh, it was just something that this is how I heard them in my head. Mm. Um, and this is what I wanted to do with them. So, yeah, um, that's a really good point. Why is it taking me two years to realize that? <laughs> Why didn't you say this two years ago? <laughs> yeah. It's, well, I blame I, you. I don't know. I, 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 to me, it's the most obvious thing in the world. I mean, I want to talk about your hideaway gig uh, a little bit later on, but it's, it's mm. sort of like, you know, the way you kind of introduce. I mean, these are all songs you could talk at length out about in terms mm. of the original versions as well as oh, yeah. what went into yeah. it. And you could tell, talk about your personal connection to it. And mm. I, I don't know. I think anyone that kind of... Um, looks into it anybody that read that facebook post or saw you perform uh, any of it live or i just think i just think it was the most obvious thing in the world you know in terms of as a point and um uh so yeah i don't know but uh i understand i understand what uh chris wells's point is obviously i don't specifically agree with it just you know i, I you went this the, the the fact that this is covers wasn't a crutch it wasn't something for you to, to rely on something to, to lean on you know, mm. it wasn't because you couldn't have done it any other way. It was because it was the only right way to do it first. So, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now you've got me thinking, now you've said it, I'm thinking, how am I going to, you know, what's album, what's the next album going to be like? So, yeah. Well, I, 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 mean, I kind of know in my head. But, yeah, and well, for yeah. you, it was, I, again, when we, we did talk about um, the, uh, you know, the prospective album number two last time we spoke, and I think that that was always... It was always going to happen when it was right. So I don't doubt if if those wheels now are starting to turn in you, in your head for what album number two would be, then it would be what the right course of action is. Does that make mm. sense? Yes, yes. Yep, yep. And that, and that is the case here. Yeah. I'm definitely, you know, I'm now ready for it. And, you know, the ideas are there. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, I'm glad, again, I've now said this moments before, mm. but I'm glad I've waited till now. Yeah, um, I wouldn't believe in um in pushing something yeah. uh, at the wrong time because it wouldn't come out as mm. I wanted it to. As I wanted to, should I say? How do you look back at Seeds? Obviously, it's about two years old uh, now. I mean, we're talking. It's ten tracks. We've got some great vocalists, great complete reinterpretations of uh, of just of, of classic soul songs and songs that are sort of more uh, personal classics for yourself. Um, I mean, how do you kind of look back at it? Do you, do you listen to it out of interest? I do now and then. Yeah, I do now and then, but um, it's, it's weird. I go through, I go through patches uh, after shortly after, I think after the gig that you, you refer to. Um, and I remember talking to you, was it September? I think it was September we spoke. Mm. I may have just gotten back from, or I was going to Thailand with my family. Oh, yes. I think I would have just gotten back. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I think from when I got back, so that would have been September time till around December. I didn't listen to it once. I didn't even want to hear it. It wasn't a case that the opportunity never arose. Of course, it could arise any moment if I wanted it in my ears. Mm. But um, I just I just didn't want to. But I'd, I'd kind of been put off music at that point for a little while anyway. Um, and then I, I remember, I think my wife, Claire, had put it on. Uh, intentionally or not, I can't remember. It was just playing in the house. And I remember, and it was a really nice feeling because I remember walking into the house and hearing some music, but I couldn't quite tell what it was. Oh, sorry, that noise in the background. Mm -hmm. um, and 
And I couldn't quite tell what it was. And I thought, oh, it's just where you start to hear like a beat or bass, you know, coming through because I was at the other end of the house. And I thought, oh, this sounds quite good. What's she listening to? <laughs> and, 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 and then I kind of felt embarrassed when I thought, oh, well, God, I've just liked what I've heard in its, in its, <laughs> the Seeds album. So in a way, it's a nice, you know, it was a nice, almost not a litmus test, kind of hidden one. It was just, um, it was, and I laughed at myself thinking, hmm, is that a bit of narcissism there going on? you know but it you know uh, and I thought no that's actually good because I honestly didn't know what she was playing I could just make out a beat and a a bass line you know and it was actually in the mood um that was playing and uh and that's one I will generally that's one track from the album that if say someone said you know what would you listen to first if you're going to listen to um I'd say 70% of the time I'd probably go for that because it just makes me want to tap my feet and puts me in a good mood. That particular, that particular version of, of in the mood that we did. Wow. Um, so, so yes, I do, but just not often. And the, the one of the things is, and I'm sure that, um, you know, other artists will definitely vouch for this, that what you, you tend to do also is you listen and you think, Oh, I could have done that differently. I could have changed. Yeah. That. I could have. And, and that's quite, you know, and I got over that. And I still listen back and I still think, hmm, I changed that or I don't like that. You know, I could. But on the whole, you know, for a first album that was completely self-produced and recorded and, and mixed and everything in, in one place with everyone, you know, in and out. Mm. Um, yes, I'm, I'm I'm pleased to go back and listen to it when I do. Would I change things? Of course I would. But I think, you know, I remember listening to um, and reading uh, an interview with David Bowie and oh, I can't remember his name. Um, his mastering engineer, mix engineer, and they were discussing early recordings that they worked together, and they were both, and they were both going hell for leather. Oh my word! Why did we do that, or why, <laughs> why didn't we change certain things? Or, um, and they would do things differently now. But you know, uh, you listen to Heroes, and mm. it's still soon as that song starts. You know, it still just slaps me around the face, and just it's just perfect for mm. me. But um, for Bowie, it may it may not be. Uh, if he was still here Amazing. so so yes i do i do listen to it not a you know it's it, and it's a good reference for what for what's coming because it's those, those parts that i said certain things that i probably would change but they're more production things per se not arrangement things i like the arrangements i'm, I'm happy with those mm. that they you know they worked how i wanted to i'd probably change a few a few as i say a few production things uh um, but well, you know, who knows? Who knows how it's uh, number two is going to come out from that? Mm. Go li- listening back, but uh, it's always funny when you ask people yeah. that question. But even just sit, watching interviews on TV or anything, there's always this. You know, if you ask an actor as well, like, do you watch your films back, or you know, like in your situation, do you listen to the music you've made? That you know, they always tend to a sort of a knee jerk reaction of, oh no, that would be arrogant of me to, to, to do that, and I, I've never understood that in terms of why wouldn't you be proud of it? You know, you've, you've created something, you know, you've been a part of something, a, a process that, you know, like yourself, it took years and uh, mm. you've created something that's, that's amazing. That's wonderful. And it's like, why wouldn't you want to celebrate it and be incredibly proud of, of what that was? And I always find the, the varying reactions to that question, uh, I guess, interesting. I understand that maybe the, the humble, the humility of sort of saying, no, 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 I, I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. But, 
you know, at the same point, well, no, it's okay to be proud of something that you've done and you should. I'm happy that you listened to it and it caught you off guard and you said, that's nice. Imagine if it went the other way and you went, oh, what's this? <laughs> well, that, I, that's a really good point. Actually. And I just, I'd considered it after I'd said the comment, um, but I didn't voice it aloud. Uh, and that's kind of, kind of relieved. Wow. That, that, that is the yeah. case that I didn't go, oh, what's this? Where did she get this from? Uh, in case, you know. But um, no, it would be, it would be almost. Don't get me wrong, like as I said about the you know for a moment, I, I self analysed and thought, oh, is this narcissism? But then I thought, hold on, and going back to the point you you singled out earlier, first and foremost, I'm a music fan, so the mu- and that's that was the instinct. I heard something, I picked up on it, and I liked it. So for me, not to listen to seeds would be intentional from the personal aspect of it so i'd be you know again this winding myself in a circle here i'd be intentionally (laughs) not listening to it even though i like it and i think that would be ludicrous as well why would you you know it's it's one of those things actually leads me to not not a tangent will go down but when you you know you they say don't you don't want to meet your heroes you don't want to meet your you know and in in musical terms um you know have have i met anyone that turned out to be not really nice yet i love their music does that then put me off listening to their music uh fortunately it's never happened but for many obviously met some huge stars we know their personal lives have come out in the press for whatever reason Mm. uh and people like i won't listen to his music anymore because of xyz and things um and i told you i could easily go off on a tangent here so i won't (laughs) but um it's yeah it's not something that uh it, it would be intentional for me not to listen to it. It doesn't make sense. Mm. You know, I like, I do like the album, you know, yes, I change things, but, uh, but yeah, there's, you know, but it's not a, a sense of me going back to it and thinking, Oh, I'm proud of it. I don't do that. I lit generally, I genuinely listen to it from a musical point of right. view. And then when I hear something, if the fact that I'm thinking, Oh, I might change that. I think, you know, why I did that in the first place. So <laughs> mental note made, right. If you, you know, if I do, you know, now that I'm going to do a second album, yeah, I'll do something different. Uh, or I'd, I'd analyze that bit and change it. It's funny. So. You mentioned that thing about, you know, meeting your heroes and everything. And, you know, the first thing that sprung to mind is the, you know, the introduction of, uh, Kenny Stevens, uh, sort of, um, amidst the lineup, uh, of C's Oh, on the, yeah. Yeah. And obviously, you know, you, as you know thinking back to the hideaway gig where, where you know kenny was there and the anecdotes you guys are sharing you know of having met each other and everything like that i mean there's mm. there's an example of where it goes really really well i imagine yes yeah uh it did and it was you know i'm, I'm really glad because we have a very close friendship uh and and good band between us mm. uh and i do i i love kenny like a little brother um <laughs> uh, i say little because he's and he, he wouldn't mind me saying that but um and uh and he looks taller on stage doesn't he when i looked back at the <laughs> when i looked back at the video and when i was editing it i was like oh, he does look taller on stage and he and he said everyone has said that to him over the years um that he does look taller on stage but yes again i digress going back to the point of you know the um the bond made with with certain people and things and and that was lovely that that came about via as you may remember the whole thing of social media it was mm. just you know someone i knew i'd worked with somebody and uh, and it all went from there. I made a comment on a social media post. The next thing he pops up, blah, blah, blah. And it all kind of went from there. Uh, and now we're good friends. Yeah. So can't get rid of him. <laughs> Is he I'm there now? He's case. there now, isn't no. he? <laughs> <laughs> it's not. If he was, do you know what? If he was here now, which is what? I'm just looking at the thing. Okay. I'm looking at the time. It's what, half nine-ish? I'm yeah. Thinking, something like that. He'd probably be like saying, you know, put the espresso on. 
because he just you know he he comes around <laughs> for espresso for my coffees, and he and he literally have a double. He wouldn't question having a double espresso at eleven or midnight. Brilliant. And I'm thinking, what are you doing? You're just going to be. But then his, you know, I thought my my sleeping patterns were mad. He's a yeah, another level. Wow. But uh, I put it down to his age. I just say, well, you know. <laughs> No, I was very lucky to have. I was very, very lucky to have him involved. So yeah, yeah that, that was just that was fate, and that was whatever you want to call it. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it was yeah, it was it was wonderful. I guess let's we'll move on to the to the to the hideaway gig uh, as well. I mean, this is um um Fourth of July, twenty nineteen, in uh, the uh, the wonderful hideaway. It's the first time I've actually been there uh, as well. I used to live. Uh, my, my family home is like less than 10 minutes from there. Um, oh, wow. I, yeah, I'm not, I don't live there now, obviously. I've moved uh, out just outside of London now. But um, yeah, so uh, it was, and I've, yeah, I've never actually visited the hideaway, which is terrible. But um, it was a, a wonderful first gig. It was a brilliant first gig uh, to have uh, attended. I mean, what are your memories of the night? Oh, before I, before I ask you that question, I should say the the YouTube video uh, of you know containing these wonderful highlights of the performance have been uh, uploaded to YouTube, and we'll put a link in this uh, episode's description, uh, of course. But what are your your memories of of what could only have been a magical night? I mean, you had an amazing band on stage. You had all but one vocalist. One vocalist from everyone yeah. from Seeds <laughs> uh, who couldn't have been there, which is uh, La Ariel. And, yeah. um, but you had like on stage and, uh, you know, uh, this is just mind blowing. Kaylee O'Neill, uh, the Costa boys, Izzy Chase, uh, Rhiannon Penny, Colette Connor, uh, Hannah White, Kenny Stevens and Heidi Vogel. Like, I know how lucky was I <laughs> to have that many vocalists on stage. You I know. know. It's, um, it's, yeah, it's, you know, answering your, your question. How do I look back at it? Um, it's i remember thinking you know prior to uh in between well this was prior to even getting to the gig that day um i remember thinking it was the most stressful gig i've ever been organized <laughs> i've had to organize or been yeah. involved with from well only involved with because i was organizing it and i've been playing what professionally now for over 25 years wow. but it was easily the most stressful because of the amount of people involved uh, and so little time to to rehearse and we never had a full band rehearsal we only had like three rehearsals in total and there was never a full band there so um sound check was the first time everyone was and even that actually not everyone made sound check come to think of it <laughs> which was why um uh and then i remember you know we were running a little bit late because of um decosta was got, just got caught in traffic and at that point it was quite funny because any stress i had had just gone it literally just disappeared and i thought you know what right now i you know people are here they've all made a huge effort like yourself to, to come and and it was packed and i was thinking people aren't going to f- you know kick off for waiting another 15 10 15 whatever minutes mm. because you know and this isn't the, us doing the prima donna kind of big big act thing where you know keep keep them keep this the um the crowd waiting intentionally no it wasn't that at all as you know it was generally someone stuck in traffic and unfortunately he opened the set as well <laughs> had it been had he been like later on as one of the other vocalists it wouldn't have mattered but anyway it, you know and i remember the rest of the band and some of the vocalists feeling a little bit oh, oh god we're gonna go on late and by that point i'd just given all, all worry had gone and i just thought you know i suppose it was a case of 
what will be will be again I'm, you know nothing's going to change now whether we go on at half eight or quarter to nine it's not going to change the performance in any way everyone's you know what will be will be mm. and that was i think the right view to change because um sorry to take because i remember the moment i started speaking and i'd actually prepared a few things in my head what to say and as soon as i got up on that stage and i looked and there were what i could see because the lights and so many like familiar faces i'd seen prior and everything just went out the window and i just thought Wow, this this is this selfishly. This is my night, and I'm just going to tell this as it was and why it happened, uh, and what will be will be. And I have to say, it was a, a wonderful evening, it, you know. And I was so lucky because of all those vocalists, because of the wonderful musicians, you know. And particularly, I have to, you know, give extra credit to um, Hannah, Izzy, and Rhiannon, right? Who made so much effort mm. to to do what they did in such a short space of time. I mean, they obviously, they're a soloist, but to have learnt uh, their harmonies for everything in such a short space of time took a lot of work, and mm. I really appreciated. Not that everyone else didn't have the work, all the band did. Sure. Um, but for them, it was, uh, for the musicians in the band, it was a gig as per normal. They, you know, they would learn their set and, and blah. But um, for the other three, it was t- in some ways taking them out of their comfort zone slightly here and there, um, but they all did it perfectly. So, so I, I can't, you know, I was really lucky. And then to have all the guest vocalists that, you know, turned up just for a song, for example, you know, uh, Kaylee came down from Liverpool. She'd only been back in the country, having worked and lived out of the country for what six, seven months. She'd only been back in the country like twelve hours, and then got the train down Amazing. after having flown into Liverpool, and then, uh, and then Colette came down from Manchester, and so it was wonder. It was a wonderful, yeah. My memories of it are really. I just wish I'd have had more time to speak to people mm. on the evening, um, but unfortunately, that that wasn't the case. It was just, uh, you know, obviously play and then um, speak to as many as possible. Uh, and I didn't get to talk to yourself. Uh, no, I was looking was at you swarmed by people. And I just thought, like, you know, you've got loads of people to talk to. And I just sort of thought, I'm just going to leave you to your night. But, yeah, uh, yeah I, I messaged as just I got outside. And I was like, you know, it was just, it was amazing because we had obviously had contact for a little while before the album had even come out. So to kind of, to see everything kind of culminate in that moment, I'm looking at it and I'm just sort of, really in awe for you like i just think like it can't get much better like that has to be the, the kind of that it's a beautiful way to have capped off the um the whole yeah, project the, yeah i think yeah. It, it's really it really was and i was so lucky um to have those because you know you know they're, they're friends as well all those people mm. all those people on stage um but to have you know friends with such talent you know at your disposal as i said as i said on the night i think i said on the night to be able to arrange music and to have it performed by these people is is just you know hands up on the luckiest guy in the world here mm. um so yeah it was it was wonderful and i think the highlights put you know as much as they can put that across i'm i've got to uh, say yeah i mean addressing the video like the quality of it is fantastic you you, you said you you've edited it all um is that a secret skill do you mean you uh, the video or yeah. the audio side oh, oh well I, I mean i guess the video both. but both I oh guess. no yeah, right yeah. The, okay no the video side i can't so <laughs> Uh, I, don't, I don't know if this I'll be quick with this because this might be even more boring than I am um <laughs> right so on the on the night in the vent in the venue they had one two three four I think they had four fixed cameras wow. at the venue that they have themselves uh I'm just going from memory here so when it came to what they provide if you know if you if you want to pay for the service they provide you with 
a, a video file. So you don't get four different files right. from each camera. They have already edited it as they see fit. Okay. And they give you the one video file. Okay. Yeah. Um, so therefore, it's pretty much, it's it's fairly good. Don't get me wrong. I think actually, it's great. But I, but I would have changed a few bits here or there because I knew what solo was coming. I knew what was important right. for a, a certain part of it, which might have been missed in the in the editing. Mm-hmm. But understandably, they want to know that and, and they've done their best, you know. And don't get me wrong, I'd have done, you know, I'd have probably changed like 15% of it, 20% mm-hmm. at the most. Uh, but it's more than, you know, I do mean this more than good enough. It's excellent editing in from those four camera angles into into one video feed. Yeah. And then, so they gave me that and the stems from the desk. So for each instrument, for each right. vocalist. So then I mixed that as I would an album, you know, or the sound. Right. Uh, and then I learned to do the, you know, with a, a program called DaVinci Resolve, which is amazingly free. It's a professional program that is free. So I learned to do the intros, the credit, you know, put the fade right. in uh, and on all that. Um, it's my, my my few little um, jokes at the end, at the very oh, end. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and so on. It's, uh, well, uh, the whole thing has come together, like, as a as a whole video package. I think it, it's brilliant. It, I know one of the, the highlights for me was obviously your sort of and i can understand that it may not have been appropriate for the video but um you know that kind of interaction where you kind of introduce certain songs and talk about your connection to them and you talk about the people on the stage and or performing in that moment so those kind of anecdotes that you kind of uh would share in between songs were obviously a, a significant highlight to have been there and uh, to mm. kind of hear those uh, but obviously those aren't present for the video and i understand that that, that you know may not have been the best uh, or the video in that context may not have been the best sort of uh, place for them as such. You know, it was about, you know, highlighting the performances and everything like that. So I understood uh, potentially why that's, that was the reason to have removed them. But again, that they were a notable highlight for me, obviously being there and hearing your your take on, on, on the songs that you've done. I'd also think, though, that that's you personally. I'm not disagreeing with you. What I mean is that, you like me, and we've discussed this in the past. You know, we 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 like albums, and when we right. buy an album, we want to sit down, and we want to open up the the album cover or yeah, the yeah. cover, what have you, and we want to find out about it. So I suppose I was doing that literally. I was reading out, you know, or giving reasons for why this song is or why this vocalist, you know. Um, so to some people at at the gig on the night, they might have thought, "Oh, Rico, shut up and just play." <laughs> <laughs> yeah whereas whereas you of your nature you're very you are very interested plus you know the music so well that you it was interesting to you to see perhaps why i went the way i did right. or why i chose this song and so um so but yes I, you know i definitely take your point but i yeah i opted to not put it in for the, the highlights mm. just because i you know i, I wanted the music really out yeah. there more than me talking do you ever envisage like of. oh i'm sorry to interrupt um but i was saying, do you ever envisage putting out like a like a live uh like ep of of some of the songs or of the whole set or anything like that is like no a, really no i i wouldn't know because there's you know in then there's there's probably there are too many mistakes within the set because we only <laughs> rehearsed three times uh so there wouldn't be enough you know i did look through through everything and i thought oh that that may work and that may work and then i thought you know what it's it's the, the gig was the one off you know the video highlights are there for uh and seeds you know is what it is did you know did what it did and i'm you know i'm proud and happy of it but i you know i've now kind of moved on already in my head mm. 
So, and I really should have done this video last year at the beginning, and I did start it at the beginning of lockdown, but just due to some personal reasons, I had to stop. Uh, so that's why it only just, you know, came about in the last month or so. Yeah. Um, and I did promise Peter, I said, look, you know, as soon as I can, once we're into um, 2021, I'll get it out. And um, yeah, he was quite surprised as well, actually. And most people were, and the band, <laughs> the band were, were quite taken aback at how good it sounds because they, they had no memory of any of it, really. It was the one off <laughs> gig for them. So, you know, um, when they got, when I sent them a copy prior to, you know, um, just being, you know, going live as it were a few Fridays ago on YouTube, they were like, wow, we sound good. Yeah. And the so, quality of the whole thing you've done a wonderful job putting it all together but yeah that, yeah it's easy it's easy to make good people sound good though so uh, <laughs> definitely they um they were wonderful and the vocalist you know throughout kind of thing. yeah so yeah mm. no it did come together wonderfully so um yeah i imagine it must have been was it was it enjoyable putting the whole video together and sort of reliving it in that way it kind of was actually yeah it kind of was um yeah, it, it was, you know, in a nutshell. It was an, it was nice memories. And, and actually then remembering, because I had to go through those anecdotes and I was thinking, oh, I wish I'd have not said that. Or I wish I'd have hurried up. Or, <laughs> oh, I should have explained that better. Or, you know, it's just that little thing. But then hearing people's laughter at certain times, you always think, well, okay, it worked or it, yeah. it did. It's, you know, I hopefully I explained that enough. Mm-hmm. What I felt really bad about was, and this is what's amusing, if you watch, if you go back to watch, and I, I actually apologize to DeCosta about this, uh, when he comes on stage after I've introduced the band on for the first song, uh, and he and he actually says, um, you know, so, sorry for for you know the late start. Thanks for mentioning that, Rico, to, as in to the guests, you know, to the audience. Uh, it looks like I'm if you if, if you judge it just from the video, it looks like I'm actually annoyed or angry with him, or, but not looking at him, giving eye contact, oh. and, and and that's not the case at all. I was already thinking, I was already thinking, at what point am I going to cut this arrangement because we hadn't actually rehearsed it properly? So I was thinking, you know, what? So my mind's already going ahead towards the end of the song, and. And he's trying to give me eye contact and I'm just not engaging with the poor guy. Uh, and I had to apologize after. Please don't think, you know, two years later that I, I was ignoring you. I was literally, you know, just thinking ahead. And that was it. And he laughed and he said, no, he goes, I know you too well. Don't worry. Oh, that's nice. So, yeah. <laughs> I think I'll say that's why you haven't spoken for two years. But <laughs> <laughs> no. no, actually, we were meant to talk this week. Uh, I, I meant to ring him actually uh, yesterday. I didn't get around to it. So I owe him a phone call. Uh, he has a, he's, I don't know what stage, but I know he's pretty much at the end of it, um, his second album. And I've heard some of it. Oh, you are going to love it. Oh, uh, wow. Amazing. You are going to love it. Uh, the guy to me is, is just unique. He's, um, he's just, I love it. I, I love DaCosta. I, I love him because he's just, he just, what he does to me is raw. And I couldn't do what he does when I, when I think of his first album. Mm the influences the way he's fused things together so many different kind of influences in there and he's done his own thing with them on top of that i just love it so um yeah having heard what what's coming wow yeah i think you'll like it well i look forward to it yeah sounds excellent um i guess with the with seeds i mean when i when i cited the hideaway gig a few minutes ago i i said it was this great culmination of everything that the project you know from from the singles and the album and everything it was sort of this kind of this bookend to to the whole thing i I, you know i i guess that was sort of when it happened that was sort of the assumption of it but 
it's kind of it resurfaces uh, two years later with um you know the the album has sort of receives new life through the uh awesome remix of uh it should have been you the sunrise mix now mm. uh how, how how did you how did this come about how did you feel about revisiting an album that you potentially thought was you know that part was now closed uh how did the the whole idea of revisiting this song uh come about uh, this came, the idea of revisiting came about via again Peter Robertson at Dome Records because he'd um, obviously we're in touch quite often, and he'd said that uh, he was informing me that it's uh, it should have been you the you know the, the first single from the album the lead single uh, is still getting a lot of airplay and and I hate to. I hate to use say this word. say the word streams say Stream, it yeah. <laughs> it's still getting yeah that it's still getting a lot of streams uh, particularly via Deezer um because it it got put onto a playlist there and um it's still getting you know quite a lot of interest even 2 years later so he mentioned to me about the you know how do you feel about doing a remix of it um and you know, it's. I, I remember at the time of the release of the album, shortly after, uh, I was in. I was talking to someone just before I did a Radio London interview, actually, and somebody I was talking to just before we we went on air with Robert Elms. He was. He said, "Come on, you've got to do remix. You've got to do remix of." Uh, and I was looking at it. Not this isn't Robert. This is someone else. And I was saying to this person, "No, that's not what this album's about." And I don't mean that in um, you know, in a derogatory manner in any way about remixing mm. not at all what i meant was this album isn't about remixing this is like the the whole point of this was the arrangements the you know it is what it is and 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 it's achieved hopefully achieved that so when it you know i just thought i couldn't take any of those songs and do something different because that's what i've done already someone could say you know i've reinterpreted them blah blah so to do it again to me would be that i haven't done it right the first time right so, so then come down two years down the line, when Peter said this, I just thought, mm, initially, you know, I was honest, I thought, I don't know, Peter, I don't know. Because, you know, the other thing is about the song, it's, uh, it's, it has a fairly slow tempo, you know. Um, so I would be, I would have already been kind of pushed into a certain direction because of the tempo of that song. Um, and then I thought about it and I said, look, tell you what, I'll have a think. And if I can do something I like then yes, if I can, if I, I'm not just going to remix it, which I could do for the sake of it uh, and give you something because then that, to me, that detracts from the original. Yeah. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I do. I wouldn't want something to detract from the original. So when I actually sat down with a pen, I still do this. I still sit down with a pen and paper and I write what my aim is and I write what my, what I want, what I don't want. And I literally look at that and being able to visualize it on pen and paper just helps me. Uh, and the first thing that really stuck out was it needs to be really different mm. because if it sounds like a remix of the first, it's almost like a different song again, then yeah. it, you know, it, it takes it away. But then further down the page, one of the, the negative aspects of that was, well, if it sounds too, you know, disassociated from that, it's not, it's almost like a different song. People aren't going to think of it as a remix. And if you change the style, you, people might not like it. And I thought, well, I'm happy to take that chance. <laughs> so uh, I had in my head what I wanted to do. Contacted Peter. I said, look, I'll get, I'll get you, um, you know, a rough mix of what I'm thinking. 
Uh, and I, I'll be honest, I honestly thought he was going to say, mm, no, I don't think so, Rico. Okay, really? well, okay, we'll leave it. I did, yeah, that's what I thought, yeah. Why? Because it's, again, because it's so different to, mm. you know, the the um, the original version that I did. Mm. Um, so, but when he said, yeah, I really like it, um, completely different vibe, and I was like, oh, okay then. <laughs> right, so I carry on. Uh, so that's how it came about, yeah uh in in that respect from where where was the original idea for it um and yeah and as for the the musical concept of it i thought well if i'm going to change the you know i have to do something different that there's two main aspects you can take the melody always has to stay the same for the song to be recognizable you know so there's that leaves two aspects of it harmonically and rhythmically and that's why it went from a without being boring here from a major based song as in major harmony to a minor minor key uh and then also um going from the more mid-tempo two-step thing to um i suppose a lot of people refer to it as, as more a down-tempo thing but it's actually from the original concept for the for the groove of it came from me slowing down um some trouble funk track tracks wow, <laughs> okay. from the old, yeah from gogo from from the old gogo days uh which i've always been a huge fan of and i thought if i slow that down how would that you know i was thinking about the, a certain rhythm i had in my head and and it went from there so i sat down sat down at the, at the at the keyboard and came out with what i had in my head and then i thought okay so the the whole point of seeds was live you know a live band feel um Whereas the the sunrise mix was, I think I removed everything by the vocals and the horns. Everything else was replaced. So wow. it was all studio based. So it was all uh, programmed drums, synths, uh, keys, etc. Um, and it is, and I, <laughs> am I, allowed, I can say this because it's my own music. I kind yeah. of now prefer it to the original, the sunrise <laughs> mix. Um, but then again, probably in six months time, I go back to reverting to, to liking the original more now. Anyway, it doesn't matter what it's, it's, <laughs> it seems to have worked. So, so, and that's how I got to it. And I have to say, Izzy's voice again, just suits it so perfectly. Yeah. But, uh, it is, and it's yeah, perfectly sure. uh, entitled as well. I think the sunrise makes everything about the song does kind of scream that that's its kind of uh, uh, its best setting, <laughs> for lack of a better term. But uh, uh, yeah, mm. it, it's it, it's it is a great reinvention of the track. I mean, even if it's something you decided not to do, you must have been thrilled when Peter's pitched this, the the idea of it, right? Like, even if you thought, no, no, I don't want to do it, the fact that it was based upon you know, the success of the uh, original version you must have been thrilled with, right? Uh, well, uh, it was it was nice to know that people were listening to the original. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and people were still listening, you know, to, to La Speranza. So that was lovely. Um, but as I said, you know, going back five minutes, the, it's the thought of remixing anything to do with Seeds was, again, an issue. It was just, oh, I'm, I'm just, I, I just don't know. Yeah, and I don't think I'd have. He, I mean, he opted for this song because of it, you know, it being the first single, and every, and the way it went and what have you. But um, I don't. Th- I'm glad he opted for that because I wouldn't have wanted to have remixed any of the others. Oh, really? Not that they were. Don't get me wrong. Not that they were. You know, it's not that. Oh, they're perfect and that's it, and I shouldn't touch them. <laughs> no, because because they could all re- all be remixed. Of course, they could in one in one guise or another. But um, I think it was just the fact that unless I, I find something I like with this in my head, uh, and I did, and and it's you know, and it's nice now. Um, and the other thing is, it's had the approval of my. Um, I've got two boys, and Paolo, my eldest, who's nine, 
Um, when he came in, and I, again, because I, I refer, I do reference mixes and I listen to them in the kitchen in between listening to Imran. And <laughs> whilst, whilst listening to it, um, Paolo came in and he said, he said, this is yours. And I said, yes, this is mine. He said, but it sounds different. And I said, yes, I've, I've remixed it. And so then he looked up at the stereo and he listened for about another 20 seconds and he said, I prefer this. And then just wow. walked out. And I said, okay, well, there you go. It has my um, Paolo's approval. So Was it the vocal he, yeah. he had initially identified? Yes, and that's right. why he raised an eyebrow because you know the, the 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 poor children they know those songs so inside out. As I said, because I use <laughs> I use my kitchen as a good point for reference in mixes, mm. so they would know. You know, I, I've and if anyone ever doubted how much my my children know seeds, this was before it was even released. Yeah, I remember sitting down. We were having breakfast one morning, and I was just checking out a, a mix of going back to in the mood, um, and the trombone solo kicked in, and I thought, what's that noise? And I looked across the table. And Sam, in between his Rice Krispies, is actually humming the solo <laughs> before before going to school. And Sam, at that point, was five. Wow. And he hummed the entire solo to himself. And I thought, wow, how many times have I played this for that poor? <laughs> what am I doing to my children? Bless. <laughs> and then since I've asked him to do it again, to film him, no, would he do it? Will he heck? <laughs> Bless him. Yeah. That's so, so that's how the... Yeah, and that's how and the sunrise, you know, partly because of the the feel of of the song, mm. but also I remember, you know, finishing the mix uh, very late one morning, at, um, and just you know thinking, well, won't be long till. And I remember leaving the studio, and the sun had already started to, you know, I in that particular we're talking. I know this is winter, but I didn't leave the studio till about half six in the morning. Um, so I had a late night and I just remember thinking, oh, the sun's coming up. And I just thought, oh, that gives me an idea. <laughs> and, it, and it seemed to work. It just seemed to fit the music as well. No, that's, it's perfect. Yeah. It's, uh, that's, 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 you've always got great uh, stories about putting your stuff together. So it's, it's so cool. Right, I'm going to put you on the spot now. If you had to uh, relinquish uh, the, the track for someone else to remix, who, who is there anyone that you kind of think you know what i would love for so and so to have had a bash at it and just to hear what their version of it would be uh of it should have been you yeah to to remix yeah. your version obviously with with izzy on the track is there anyone that you kind of um, think oh, i'm a really fan of this person i'd love to know like if if peter said let's let's freelance this out and get someone else to tackle it only because I know they've both done remixes in the past. Uh, one I haven't worked with and one I have. One would be JD73. Oh, great pick. Wow. Who's on the album? Um, who is. Who is. Uh, and the other one is um, Soul Persona, Morgan. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, I've never worked with, but I'm a huge fan of. Um, so, yeah, it'd probably be either of those. Because um, I, I just love what they do musically. Mm. Um yeah, I'd probably go for those. Although that said, thanks to you, I'm 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 bec- I've become a bit of a huge Futuristica fan. Oh wow! Uh, and, and, and everything coming out from the Futuristica stable, I'm just uh, I could really yeah. hear Deborah Jordan on on a on a Seeds track. I have to say, uh, yeah. Do you know what? In <laughs> the amount of people that have said. Not necessarily just, a, you know, a few people have actually said that about Deborah, but a few people have said this about other vocalists as well after having heard the album and what have you. Um, you know, and, and I wish I just had an infinite 
I just wish I had an infinite budget and just could, you know, there's, um, there's so I remember you, you'll remember this once I remind you of it, you know, I did 10 songs. I started, I got it down to 40, yeah. then down to 20. And then it was the influence of each other down to 10, but there's, you know, um, you know, one of the questions I'm, I'm asked, Oh, okay. So how, if you'd have done 11, <laughs> and it's like, oh, now you're asking me to choose one from another 10, you know, or from another possible 30. Let me just cross that uh, off my list. Hang on. That was the next question. Let me just cross that oh, off. Was it? No, no, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. But it would, you know, and if that had been the case, then, you know, um, but I've got to ha- hold my hands up and in just complete ignorance, you know, until very recently, I wasn't aware of Deborah. And I'm kind of ashamed to admit that, but it is what it is. But but it's like almost it's like I, I think to my, my when I say about my children, you know, I remember thinking to um to Paolo one day he said, Who's Harry Potter? And I thought, Oh, you lucky thing, you haven't had, you know. <laughs> I know. So anyone listening to this might think, What? We're talking about Harry Potter. But I love Harry I love the Harry Potter books, yeah. And I was thinking, how lucky you are. And then, you know, and now Paolo's getting into music and, and he's a huge Stevie Wonder fan. I'm thinking, wow, he's got wow. all Stevie Wonder catalogue to discover, you know, uh, how lucky, hmm. knowing what he's got coming. So I kind of feel like that really with um with Deborah because, her, you know, her most recent, you know, album hmm. um, was completely new to me. And I remember seeing the video um, of the single. Yeah, uh, I'll see you was again. It, was right? it a single? Yeah, I'll see you yeah. again. And I remember watching that and thinking, and just being swept away by it. Yeah. And I was just, you know, and even now I go back to it. And I, and I contacted her about a few months back because I was in the studio late. So I just oh, that's lovely. I didn't know. That's amazing. Something to, to, to just, and I just put the album on and it just kept me company, literally, with low lighting for about an hour or so. And I just listened to it again. And I, and it's, and I do like to do that, go back to, not go back to, it's a, a relatively new album. But what I mean is to go yeah. back and listen to an album that you you know kind of well, but just listen to it for the sake of listen, you know, yeah. just for listening to it for for music's sake. Uh, and it is. I always hear something different every time she sings the same recording, the song. I listen. I hear something else. But that particular song, I just I think it's an absolute wonderful piece of music. So. Um, yeah, how do we get talking about Deborah? It's always a good thing. <laughs> she she would be a great uh, yeah. Um... Yeah, I'm sort of glancing over your track list now. I'm like, hmm, what one would she have sounded really, really good on? There you go, then. That's one for you. Which would you like to hear her sing? I'm going to throw the throw the um, table around here and put put you on the spot to put Deborah on one of these. Uh, yeah, one of the tracks which, from, ah. from Seeds. Which would you like to? Oh, yeah, well, this is heard? obviously by no means a comment on the vocalist that is in. No, place, no, no, obviously. not at all. Okay. No, but uh, no, of not. I I think under the moon. Uh, and over wow. the sky, I, I I don't know. It's just yeah, because um, she's got um, um, there are these uh Limehouse recordings, which uh, is like a four track EP, which you can get on that uh the Futuristica uh, Bandcamp page, and it's her basically with very minimum uh live uh it's a live set basically, and it's just something about the arrangements uh that she used in that kind of setting with that kind of full band. Um, it's just something about that song that really connects with Under the Moon for me, and uh, I uh, yeah, that's that's the one I I would have I would have put her on to be honest. Wow, yeah, yeah and I can see now that you said that, I can see why. I yeah, I think she would sound different. quite at home on it to be honest. In a in, mm. in, a, in, a, in a, I say that with a sense of irony in that it's not necessarily what you would associate her with, but um, 
yeah she has quite a lot of quite an extensive jazz uh background as well with like robert mitchell mm. and um uh, and and stuff like that so uh yeah i i think that would be a really uh nice um a nice track to have her on i'm i'm, I'm excited to hear that you've you reached out i hope uh uh, in yeah yeah well i, I did put straight away actually upon seeing that video oh wonderful I just had to contact her and just say look i'm oh, sorry i think this is one absolutely wonderful uh and it's something i tend to do if i see something that i really like I, i'd like to contact the person just yeah. to say that which i did like, i've got to say one of my favorite eps this year um easily has been um no i, I i'm not sure if i'm pronouncing it right uh Naveen. Um, the state of uh, the state of mind EP. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it. Um, and mm. all oh, right, okay. I will. I after this, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll talk. I'll, I'll you know, um, I'll send you a couple of links to to it. Yeah. But I know you're going to love it because it's just um, it's it's got that Sade lovers deluxe feel to oh, it. My but but but. but uh slightly more modern okay and uh and one thing that gets me you know there's two things and i I think i would have said this on the night of the gig two things that a lot of my arrangements definitely have and it's the and it's something i look for in music i don't well i don't look for it intentionally subconsciously i think i do unconsciously whichever the word is is um that slightly ethereal quality and or a groove Mm. um a pocket uh you know something that makes your feet want to um, and you can find that pretty much in every single song on the Seeds album, even the, the slower the ballads. There's always a, some people call them ramps, you know, there's, there's double time changes, tempo changes and what have you. Um, so even the ballads have those up-tempo groove feels in places. Um, but this, yes, this this album, I've just not been able to stop. This EP is a six-track EP. I've not been able to stop listening to. How did I get to Noveen, by the way? <laughs> I've done it again. I'm off on a tangent. I'm just, I'm just, it's, it's like talking, it's just like talking to my best mate, you see, and then I just forget. <laughs> but this is great. We, we, you know, yeah, you're right. It is. It, we're hanging out. We're talking about music, which is our, both of our, you know, primary passions. Oh, yes, that's it. Sorry, you just reminded me. And we are, passion. So, because to me, again, a new artist, and I thought, oh, this is this is another case of Deborah Jordan, where she has a back catalogue, and I knew nothing about right. it, embarrassingly. Um, but no, she, I think she did release something back in two thousand and eighteen, and I've and I, so I just you know just reached out and contacted us, you know, and I and I just said, look, hope you don't mind me contacting you. I just wanted to say, absolutely stunning work. This is just just wonderful, you know. Um, don't need to reply to this, and um, bless her, she did, and she replied, and she said, thank you so much, you know. And, um, I think it's nice. It's 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 just why why not mm. to you know and to and to reach out to what would be peers, I suppose. Um, yeah, it's just I, I like to do that. Yeah. If someone's done something, you know, um, that's that's why I was saying about reaching out. Yeah, yeah. it's lovely. It's a lovely thing mm. to do. You're right. Yeah, I mean, when you kind of you know you, we, we early on in our on our conversation, you obviously alluded to uh an enthusiasm now for um uh a new record and and I, mm. i'm certainly not going to ask you questions to you know try and make you reveal anything you're not comfortable yet revealing so i, I know it can be you know, oh no you can do i'm not i'm you know I'm... Um, yeah a lot of people don't like to reveal stuff until they know you know everything in place and they they kind of you know have everything formalized and um you know in the head and i totally completely understand and respect it uh but mm. you you i guess you have a, a somewhat of a clear picture in your head of what you kind of want the project to be is that right 
I do, yeah. Uh, well, should we say I've I've got the idea for for I suppose about four or five songs, um, and it's I suppose if we go back to the beginning of of this conversation tonight, that, um, and we were t- we were discussing what I was saying about the the sound of seeds, the the style. You know, I wasn't looking for a modern you know um, neo soul or whatever you want R and B sound or more a, a distinct kind of retro soul sound i just went for whatever i felt he heard in my head uh so when when it's come to what i've got in my head for number two it's um you know if someone asked me if if you could have anything to to at your disposal to do it's funny that people don't say your second most people say seeds too refer to rather right, than interesting. the second album and it's like no it you know that was it, it wouldn't be a seeds too because that would you know seeds were were the songs that planted the seeds in mm. me into soul music blah blah um so it wouldn't have any connection in name to, to seeds but what about sound and um and then linking it back to the question just moments ago uh what that people are a few people have asked me you know what what would you have here if you that you don't have that you would request or if someone said to you, you can have anything, you know, any studio in the world, blah, blah. Actually, no, I'm happy with my studio. I'd be mm. greedy to want anything else. However, if I could have uh, an orchestra. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I would absolutely, t- to have a real orchestra would be phenomenal because one of one of my, you know, and this now links to you, you were saying about some artists don't like to, I don't know whether it will turn out anything like, yeah what i want it to but already two or three of the songs in my head uh are going to the the, the influence and the style of some uh, very much isaac hayes now wow. when most people hear that name of isaac hayes obviously a certain song springs to mind <laughs> but and don't get me wrong that's it's wonderful it's a wonderful piece of music and very isaac hayes but what i loved more about isaac hayes music um is the it, not all of it. Don't get me wrong. You know, uh, it's it's like the thing with Stevie, who's seventy one today, I believe. Oh, wow. um, you know, Stevie Wonder is, um, you know, has a ninety five percent wonderful track record on anything he's done. But then occasionally there'd be might be an album track or a single release where I think, mm, I don't know about that, <laughs> because his output is so much, it's yes. inevitable. Sure, kind of, thing. of course. So, so, and I thought, and I find that also with Isaac, but. You're talking, Isaac, Isaac Hayes, you're talking 14 minute renditions of The Look of Love and things like that, aren't you? Exactly. And that's, yeah. he was, and, and I can't, I'm, I'm paraphrasing someone else's, I can't take credit for this phrase, but um, it's, and I can't even remember the, the um, presenter or DJ who said this, someone else said it years ago. And I thought, wow, that's nailed it completely. He's the master of tapestries. Wow, it's a great um, phrase, yeah. And it really is, yeah. you know, because he can... And that's what I love so much about his, his music. Um, what's what, One of the first pieces I ever heard that wasn't Shaft yet was... Um, and I still love it for some of the, the most the kind of cringeworthy lyrics in it that you would just hide if you were to... How, how did he sing them without... But they fit the song perfectly. Uh, Ménage à Trois, uh, you know... Um, right moonlight loving um and when i when you listen to some of the lyrics in that you just think well you they're not very pc are they right. <laughs> <laughs> they're not uh you know you just, you're a little be a bit little bit careful about sleeping with two other people <laughs> rather than one but the, for, forgetting that you know for the moment yeah the way the full 
the full length version of that goes on for 10 minutes and yeah. the way he builds and he drops things and he uses the orchestra and there's so much space yeah. in it. Uh, that's just one example I could go on. But it doesn't, you know, it doesn't it get boring, does it? I mean, I think his version of Walk On By, I think clocks in like 12 minutes. Look of Love is there about 14. Yeah. And they're, they're, yeah. they're journeys uh, in, in their own way, the way that they they tell the story of the song. And it's, it's it, they're that's beautifully it. That's put exactly together. it. Yeah. And great, that's great what, yeah. And that's what I suppose I'm, I'm hoping to aim for with certain songs on the album. Mm. Um, but this time I want to try and give it a, a certain, I suppose, well, not that Seas didn't have, but give it a, a feel throughout it. Plus it's going to be original material. And I've no idea how people are going to take to that because, you know, I always knew with Seeds that no matter if you liked, you know, what I'd done with Working Day and Night or with, um, what was the track six? Let's Stay uh, Together. Oh, let's say together. Yeah. How did you know that, Stravio? I, I, I knew you were going to say that song because I think when we spoke before, you talked about it being potentially, you know, you, you anticipated oh, the, what I called the Marmite. Yes. It was the, yeah, the yeah, Marmite. Yeah. And in essence, they're all Marmite because each one of those songs, yeah, uh, will, the original will mean something to someone special for their, for whatever reason. Right. So the fact that I've changed it, no matter if like 10 people like it, there's going to be X amount that don't just doesn't matter what I did. It's that I did it to, and I, and I touched their baby. Right. So, and, and I shouldn't have done that, you know? So I was never going to please everyone, but at the same time, pe- you know, people might in some cases might've preferred what I'd done. And that was never, you know, I, I remember seeing various like chats on social media about, um, and some, someone had said, Oh God, no, you just can't touch. Let's stay together. And I expected far more of that. Mm. I really did. But ironically, it was one of the most um, well-received from the album. Um, so it, it just goes to show. So when it comes to this, you know, what am I hoping to... Uh, again, I'm not I'm not going to be going for a modern, you know, neo-soul sound. Um, and ironically, the music I've been listening to, say, the last 12, I'd say 6 or 12 months, has been more from the jazz side of soul. So one would think that that might influence it more. It may do, but until I actually sit down and, and work mm. these arrangements out properly in my head, um, well, not properly in my head, actually properly on the, you know, sit down and arrange them properly uh, and sketch the ideas out, I'm not going to know. But I do know that they, they you know, there's going to be some orchestral stuff in there. Wow. So uh, it, it just depends on budget this time around yeah. uh, again, because I'm still paying off that first album <laughs> and it's going to, uh, uh, but that, you know, that was never meant to, as you know, that should never have been released. Yeah. It was a very fortunate position I got into. Um, but this one, it's, it's again, this one will probably be more personal actually for that reason yeah. that it's my own songs. Um, and uh, yeah. And also the lyric, lyric writing, which I, I have done and I do, but I probably collaborate more with lyrics with, with, our, with people on this. Um, because I think that probably wasn't, no, I'm not saying it's not my, my forte, as they say, it's just something that I think other people can do better. Um, right. so, so we'll see on that, but, uh, yeah, there's, here's, here's one for, here's one for you just to throw, we were saying about the like 12, 14 minute renditions. And that's why I, one of the reasons why I love Isaac Hayes's music so much, um and his use of orchestras and his instrumentation basically i I very much love um there's a song if someone said to me you know if you had to put together your 10 minute plus renditions of you know can only have songs that go on say above eight minutes and you can't have anything else on that compilation um there's a song 
on an album by, and I bet you if you you the, you you won't anticipate the name I'm about to say. Yeah. Okay. Will Young. Oh. I know. <laughs> exactly that. Oh, was it one that was released or? Uh, no, well, I don't think it was released, or was it? Um, the song's called Friday's Child. Uh, no, and it is, and it is, it's the last track on, I can't remember which album, because I'll be honest, I'm not a, a huge fan of Will Young. I don't, I'm not one of these people, like, oh, no, I hate you, Will Young. <laughs> it's just that I'm not a, I'm yes, not a fan yeah. of his. I don't dislike him either, you know. Um, but I can't remember. Oh, I do remember how I ended up hearing this song. I was I was staying with a friend in Yorkshire and she, she'd had his album on and it got to the last track. And the moment it started, I just, you know, it's like you, you're the same. You hear something within seconds, it just grabs you. Yeah. So whilst I'm talking to her kind of thing and I'm thinking, and she says, you're not listening to me, are you? After a minute. <laughs> I, said, I said, I am. I've just got, she said, I knew you'd love this one. I knew you'd love Eileen, there's a friend of mine, Eileen. She said, I knew you'd love this. And I didn't anticipate it going on for that long. I was so glad. Because for me, so many good records stop way too early. Right. You know, and and, and that's perhaps probably something I, I'm going to work on for the second album. Um, but yes, have a listen to Friday's Child okay. by Will Young. Okay, the the longer version. And and there's definitely aspects of this um this tapestry work right. of Isaac Hayes going on in there. Okay. Uh, I think I think you'll like it. I, I definitely will. When you're kind of putting a record together, or I suppose that I guess for, for seeds, um, yeah, for seeds and for this new one, do you? What do you see your role as? Do you kind of go into it as a saxophonist, and do you think about okay, well, because I know for your version of Under the Moon, um, again, you said this at the Hideaway gig, the fact that there isn't a saxophone on the song, uh, and you you gr- sort of graciously left the stage and let the the music and the, the people involved in that in the music in that moment create that 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 kind of that, that moment and i remember thinking oh like wow like what an incredible moment a credible thing for you to have done at your own gig you know you could have squeezed the sax in or you could you know but the fact that you put the music first in that moment i always thought you know you went up a notch uh in my estimation i just thought it was just a, a very cool thing to have done. Um, and I guess, you know, if you're probably billed as a saxophonist first, even though everyone acknowledges you're a producer and, uh, you know, you put all this, this stuff together, but did you go in with a hat? Do you know what I mean? When you go into seeds, are you thinking I'm a saxophonist or I'm a producer first or do you, does that make sense? Is there a certain no, thing it does that make you, sense. you kind of um, think, yeah, that you go into it with? I suppose not having thought about the question what I, what i mean by that is i've never really stopped and thought about it i just do what i do but but answering your question no i definitely i definitely don't go in from a sax player's point of view because that's my performing instrument that's the one that i perform mostly on right um but no when it's literally what i think of is what's in my head and where do i start with getting this music down and it's never or i would say 90% never uh, from a solo horn instrument, be it a sax, a trumpet, or something, yeah. or um, it would always be from from a rhythmic aspect or from um, a harmonic aspect, always because that's that's what I love about music. Um, so here's some here's something I'm about to admit publicly: if I were to start again, yeah, from uh, my whole musical life and education, everything from from when I was younger. 
I wouldn't choose the sax as my main instrument. Wow, that's a massive thing to say. It is. No, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely love the instrument. Yeah. yeah. But I wish, and this is partly to do with work reasons as a, as a, as a working musician over you know, the last 20 plus years, is that, um, and especially with the sax, where it's very much either looked upon as a jazz instrument, and we know how much work there is for jazz musicians, mm-hmm. um, and or an 80s, you know, solo instrument, let's let's think Duran Duran, Spandau Ballet and blah, blah, or a 60s kind of um, yakety, yakety sax. Uh, <laughs> so, so you're, well, that, that's, that's how often, you know, if you ask yeah, most yeah. people, some people may just say one of those. Yeah. Not all three. They might choose two or, but you know, um, whereas now if someone said to me, well, what would you, you know, what would you like to go back to? If, if you start again, what would you start? Well, if I was to go back and uh, I was the son of a millionaire, then I would choose drums because money would never be an issue. And I would get the most job satisfaction because being a drummer is just wonderful. <laughs> and, uh, you know, just imagine hitting things for a living. Just, oh, um, no, I'm just a frustrated drummer anyway, but I always have been. So, so. Um, but, but if I were to go back as me without the millions, um, I would probably choose uh, keys or bass. One, because I love both instruments. And two, because uh, live music always needs uh, one of the, or both of them, really. Uh, well, definitely bass. You can always, re- you can arguably replace a keyboard mm. with a guitarist to give you the harmonic aspect. Um, but my fingers aren't made for string instruments. So, really, let's be honest, I'd probably come back as a, as a, a, a pianist uh, or a Rhodes player. But um, yeah, so I'm sorry, you know me and my tangents. Going back <laughs> to your question, um, where do, you know, where do, do I come at it from? Um, did I come at seeds from a sax? No, not at all. Right. Um, but it's, you know, that other people have pointed out, you know, aside from that last song on the album, you know, the horns are a heavy part of all the other arrangements. Yeah. Because I'm, you know, I'm a horn player and I've played in lots of horn sections. So, so it's very important. Plus the music I love has always had that. Um, but that particular song under the moon, you know, the arrangement I had, you know, yeah. was, I, I don't know if I said on the, on the night to you, or whether I've said this to you before, when it came to a solo for, um under the moon and over i literally racked my brain and don't get me wrong i did think right you know if i were to do a sax solo which sax would i choose would i choose soprano would i choose out blah blah and i thought i wouldn't choose any because it doesn't suit and i literally went through every possible instrument i thought who can i contact and um and in the end i just thought do you know what i just the only thing i can hear is a vocal solo but i didn't want words so i sat down with you know i sat down at the keyboard and I kind of had a, a, a female vocal in my head. And I, it was strange because I wrote the solo out. I actually wrote it. And I thought, oh, I could write a solo for an, inch, for an, inch, uh, an instrumentalist. And, you know, some might find that odd. You might bring a trombonist in or a trumpet player. or get say, I've written your solo. You might give them a guide. Sometimes I've gone in and people give me a guide. It's, can you embellish this? Can you do, can you start with this, end with that, do whatever you like in the middle, blah, blah. But this was, I'd pretty much written the solo and I thought, how can I possibly do this? Because I haven't even got, it's not a lyrical solo where I can give them words. Um, and I thought, but I knew what I wanted in my head. So, uh, and I thought, who can I get to, you know? Um, and then when I'd thought of Heidi, and it was really fortunate that Kenny knew Heidi anyway, Kenny Stevens knew Heidi. So um, I think he dropped her a message prior. So when I got in touch, 
uh, and I went round. She was eight months pregnant when oh. she recorded that. Oh wow! Yeah, um, you know, and and when I went round there um, to hers, I brought my mobile recording kit, as it were. Little did I know that she had her and her partner. They they had a you know. It, it, wonderful recording equipment in their home i was thinking i could have saved myself a lot of bother here with all loading the car of everything they've got you know so i literally ended up just putting the files onto um, her partner's computer loaded everything used all the equipment and i and i talked through the solo with her and she didn't bat an eyelid she didn't question anything i just kind of came out with the phrases or possible like um phonetics uh and she just ate it up and it was, you know, when you, it's almost like seeing something you envision or a dream come, come to fruition. Right. That was my huge concern for that solo. Cause it's a huge, important part of, as is her whole part on that song. Yeah. And it, and it, and she just literally ate it up and it was just wonderful. So, um, so that's what, yeah, when I left the stage, because, and I'm glad I left it and how that was such an honor to leave the stage and see those people perform something you've written and yeah. arranged. Um, that was lovely to be able to do that. I remember sitting there thinking, wow. I'm actually watching them, and behind me are the people who've, who've come in to watch them as well. So, yeah, that was that was a special moment in the gig. Yeah, amazing. That's so good, man. You must have so much, um, I guess, pride with everything that you've that put together for Seeds. I mean, Seeds is such a crowning achievement, I think, for so for so much of your your kind of career, and uh, it's exciting to see you know stuff kick, kick into gear now for uh, the, the follow up. I mean, do you have anything? <laughs> pushing you into this question but do you is there like a target in your head for like a a date no no there isn't um personally having you know having done gone through it the way i did the first time round, and because it wasn't until later in the actual project that i realized it would be you know i'd be going via dome records you know uh with it I would have done things different, slightly differently. Had I've known that what I knew at the end, had I've known that at the beginning to save time, I would have done things differently. I know that now. Mm. So I know how to save time uh, just from, from that aspect. Uh, the problem we have now is the COVID situation. Um, at the moment, you know, things look like they're going to be opening up again. Um, social distancing, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Um, without you know going down that whole conversation which isn't needed tonight um i have no faith at all that that will remain uh i don't think that's that's where the the aim is for things to remain open and everything um so that's my concern right. now i say that only as a concern from a a second album point of view because um i would like to be with people when we record Right. Yeah, I'd like to get people into the studio. It may mean more remote recording. So I, I'm leaving it to the hands of others. Can you record this at, at your own? Because so many musicians now have their own, you know, home studios and things. Um, the reason I don't like to do that is just because of the to and froing. Um, it saves time just to have someone with you in in the same room and things. And there are ways, you know, there there is software, um, online software that lets you communicate, like we're doing tonight. Right. Um, but it's it's better to, to, in my opinion, to be with the person or people at sure. the time. So by the time I get to that stage, who knows where we're going to be uh, in in British society? As far yeah. as you know, are we going to be unlocked? Are we going to social distancing? Going to be reintroduced? Uh, blah blah. 
etc. So, but that said, what a lovely problem to have to anticipate right now. <laughs> you know, again, count my lucky stars. Mm. Uh, so, you know, what will be will be. And if it takes longer because of that, then so be it. It yeah. takes longer. But I'm not going to, I'm definitely not going to rush anything because mm-hmm. um, that would be pointless. Um, I'm not going to do what that, uh, I can't even remember his name, fortunately, the guy who runs Spotify, um, Swedish gentleman. Oh, I, I don't know his name. name. Yeah, who said that, uh, you know, musicians need to realise that they're, you know, if they want to make a living from things, they need to put out more material more often. Oh, is that what you I'm not even going to comment because obviously this this will be aired publicly or for people to listen to, so I'm not going to comment on that. Yeah. Um, but uh, suffice to say, I dis- it depends what kind of music you want then from musicians. Yeah. So I'll leave that there. Yeah, so, um, so in time-wise, again, answering to your question, I'd like to think, where are we now? I'd like to think the tail end of next year, right? Uh, the tail end of next summer, which is is fast going for me, considering the last one. But the last one took so long because I was I, I was the main carer for two, you know, small boys, yeah. and it was fitting things in between that running the studio anyway as a third, you know, for third party uh, projects and what have you, and then as a as a gigging musician. So it was putting things in. Everything else took a precedence because they, that was paying the bills. Um, so again, that will be the case now again. But I, I can just manage my time better knowing what I know now. So, so we'll see. But without doubt, you'll be the first person that will, be like, <laughs> that will, will know what's going on. I'll definitely keep you in the loop. Well, with great excitement, I really look forward to it. I think, um, and it, it's kind of weird that it's it's bizarrely uh, fitting that Under the Moon is sort of the last song on Seeds because it seems to, be, in a way, be the perfect bridge to what's potentially coming next uh as well which is really interesting so um so yeah i think it's uh uh the prospect of new music the fact that it's not now a question mark is is wonderful news um i think the the fact the hideaway video uh is now available for people to uh to digest and sort of celebrate in their own way uh i think that's wonderful news so it's yeah it's really exciting and i'm, I'm really happy for you buddy you really you, you know you deserve unlimited success and obviously your uh the new remix as well another uh indication of um you know a brilliantly uh uh create piece of work that continues to live on and it's just uh it's really exciting i'm really happy it's wonderful news no oh, thank you thank you for those <laughs> lovely words uh we talked about a closing song because uh, i've taken up uh quite a lot of your time a lot of your evening uh so we talked about a closing song uh that you get to pick uh something of your own something you're a fan of uh to send people home happy with is there a, did you have a moment to Ooh. pick something else to pick something out uh, to conclude our episode today. I did. Well, I actually, it, it, if I link it to um, that question, if people, you know, that people have often asked, if you got to do an add-on and another song to Seeds, you know, mm. which would it have been? Um, and, I mean, as I said, there were another 10, I could have easily, 10 to 20 plus I could have easily have chosen that, that got down to it. But, um, yeah, so I, I might leave it to you. Should I just say that? Should I just give you a choice and then I leave you two, or should I just? No, it's got to be your choice. No one has oh, ever said that. Too many. This is. <laughs> do you know what then? Do, does what does it? What does it have to? You know, is there a? It has to be a certain kind of song. No, it could be anything in the world. Absolutely anything. It could be anything. It could be something from seeds. It could be something that inspires no, 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 it won't seeds. Be anything from seeds. Be, okay, wow. Okay. How come? Okay. Why? Why so vehemently opposed to seeds? <laughs> um. Well, 
I'm not not opposed to it. It's just that you know, if, if people can easily you know li- listen to that. Okay. Um, but if if you've if anyone has listened to to me, you know, my diatribe this evening as it is, then you you deserve something more than seeds. So <laughs> I would say people are listening to this because say, they love seeds. <laughs> I would say then that I'm going to tell you what this. You know, I got down to four songs. I was and I was going to choose one. Yeah, right. and I think I'm probably going to choose one that you may not have heard okay and i'm going to give you the, i'm going to give you the other three and then i'm going to ask you to play the fourth yeah okay and i okay so the first three these um actually it was a huge decision for me when it came to 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 not include them but only because of space and i didn't like my arrangements enough that i'd done with them and i just thought do you know what i'd love i wish they'd have done them differently because then i'd have ended up doing what they did with them and and the, this is two songs from the same album, which, you know, someone should have said, well, if they're two songs from the same album, you really should have done one of them on seeds. I didn't because I just couldn't touch them. But they're just perfection and I couldn't do anything better with them. And that's from um, Confunction. Oh, wow. Uh, Secrets from the Secrets album uh, and Secrets, the, um, the self-titled, and uh, Who Has the Time? So that was wow. going to be like one of two I was going to ask you to play. And I remember, you know, I've always got a story for something. Uh, the song <laughs> Secrets was introduced to me by, you, you'll never guess this, by Steve Davis. No, what are I talking about? It's Paul Hard. <laughs> it was, you're thinking, where's he gone now? Steve Davis, the snooker player. It was, it was Paul Hardcastle. Not the snooker player, Paul Hardcastle. Hardcastle, no, no, <laughs> not the, no. Paul Hardcastle, the musician that was wow. filling in um for sorry i got confused and then i'll tell you about who introduced me to who has the time paul hardcastle was filling in for steve walsh the radio london soul dj many years ago this is when i first got into music uh, in the 80s um i think paul hardcastle filled in for a show on his or could have been a john leach essex radio show it was def- i think it was actually a radio london show that he was filling in for 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 um for steve walsh the um um i found loving infamous dj uh bless him and he played secrets and it's one of those songs again that just wow you know i remember thinking i really shouldn't be enjoying this music as a as a teenager because no one else is into this my (laughs) friends but i absolutely (laughs) loved it and then shortly after that i remember listening to i quite often listen to the john leach soul show back in when i was living in that neck of the woods in the southeast uh and he uh, Steve Davis, the snooker player, who is a, a, an avid soul fan and really knowledgeable of soul music, he was filling in on a show and he played Who Has the Time. Uh, and uh, so, so I'm here, I'm wasting even more of your time. No, no. <laughs> this is brilliant. So, no, no. These are two songs that I would have, would have loved to have <laughs> done something with for Steve's, but I didn't. So we are not going to hear them anyway because that's not the closing songs. Uh, the next is Feel the Need, Anita Baker from Songstress. Oh, album. wow. It's just that album should, you know, if, if you put anything, you know, when you, if we were to send things out into space, which I'm sure has been done on, on a rocket and think, send things off so that one day people might discover, you know, earthlings and things, um, the Songstress album really should be on that rocket. But, and out of that, um, Feel, Feel the Need is just, I don't, don't, no words need saying about that right. song just everything about it from the, but the intro that bass that oh anyway so that was going to be my choice but instead instead i'm going to really throw things can i throw a curveball here um i need to just check yes you can go ahead 
okay the curveball i'm going to this is now this was on the on the list so i'm just going to throw something completely different in there's a song called stay close by steve jansen or steve jansen depending how you pronounce his name and yukuhiri takahashi which you've probably not heard of. I don't. So, I can't claim to no, know it. No. No. And this was introduced to me by uh, one of my sister's ex-boyfriends when they were stu- they were studying together at Birmingham University, and he was a huge uh, Japan fan. Uh, and Steve Jansen, I think, was a me- was he a member of Japan? Um, but uh, anyway, this song, you, you, it's it's not typical soul it's not actually soul music at all but you you, um it's it has two sax solos in yes two sax solos yeah (laughs) but different but different saxes but it's not the sax that the sax got me is a thing anyway i'm just going to throw that curveball in so the outro song would have if i if i'd have had more opportunity i'd have done something different with this uh and had it on seeds so uh yeah stay close by um steve jansen and yukuhiri takahashi Looking straight at me 